Yeah, what's going on, man? It's me, Dom Sharp. I'm the host of the This Is What You Should Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, and the fastest growing podcast in the history of podcasts. Don't Google that, because it's a fact, though. And I want to say a few words about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard, Anchor is the easy way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you real fast. Number one, it's free. And Anchor allows you to edit and record your podcast right for your phone or laptop. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenerships. So if you got 10 listeners, 20 listeners, 30 listeners, 40 listeners, 50 listeners, no matter how many fucking listeners you got, you can make money off your podcast. No problem. It's everything you ever going to need to make a podcast all in one place. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to your Google Play Store or your App Store and download the Anchor app today. Now, if you ain't got a phone or you ain't got a fucking tablet, you got a laptop because how else would you be listening to this right now? I need you to go on your laptop and go to anchor.fm and create your podcast today. It's the easy way to make a podcast. I'm telling you, I did this, so so can you. Let's get it done. Hey, before we get to the bullshit, Quick reminder, follow us on Instagram at listen to this why you shit. Follow us on Twitter at listen and shit. And if you have the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and give us a rating review. Whether you love the podcast or you hate the podcast, tell us why you hate or love it. Thanks for listening. Let's get to the bullshit. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of the Listen to This Why You Should Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the fastest growing podcast, and the history of podcasts. Do not Google that. That is a fact, though. Who are you going to believe, nigga? Me or Google? I'm your host, Dom Sharp, and once again, I am back again with some more content to knock you over the fucking head with. Uh, just to be transparent real fast, this is my, like, 10th time recording this podcast because I keep fucking it up. <laughs> I didn't have to tell you that, but I did. I know last week was um, a real heavy episode, and I don't usually do heavy episodes around here. I usually like to keep it light, but it just doesn't feel right um, with everything going on in the world just to be light and funny all the time. This week is going to be another heavy heavy episode, just to let you know. It's going to be heavy again because things are going back to normal, and I think it's important that we keep this momentum going. Things are going back to normal, and I don't blame those people. Like, all the memesters are coming back out. The horny bitches coming back out. It's like, you see those pictures of, like, a random animal no, nobody's seen in 75 years. They'd be like, the animals are coming back to natural habitat. The horny people are coming back. The memesters are coming back. But things are going back to normal. And I just want to say that this was needed. Say what you want, but this was needed. Both sides. We needed, we needed the radicals and the anarchists. People who were going to say, burn this shit to the ground. People were going to say, fuck fixing the system. Let's burn this shit and start it anew. But we also needed the people side. We needed the communicators and the educators. People, people who can voice our opinions to the other side and get them to listen. But in my opinion, we don't see protests in all 50 states if those looters don't come out. We don't see protests in all 50 states until we burn down Starbucks. We don't see protesters in all 50 states until niggas decide to loot the fucking Apple store. The leaders see that and they say, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, guys. There's a better way to get our point across. And they figured it out. But that doesn't happen without the destruction. There's no correct way to protest is what I learned. There's no blueprint to achieve results. But listen, all four murderers who participated in the killing of George Floyd, are now facing prison time. Good. Great. But the fight isn't over yet. 
Breonna Taylor killers are still free men. Ahmaud Arbery's killers have not been sentenced yet. And the countless other brothers and sisters who lost their lives to murderers in blue still have no justice. Their families still have no peace. So what I'm going to need you to do is practice what you protested. No justice. No peace. So as things become normal again, we must remember what we fought for. I'm guilty of this as well. Once things start becoming a hot topic on the timeline, we forget. We tend not to remember. Until something like this happens again and I'm back here doing the same spiel. We have to remember to continue to fight. The system that oppresses us wasn't built in seven days. So of course it's not going to be knocked down in seven days. But as things become normal again. Times like this remind me why these conversations make me feel uncomfortable. It's because they make me face my blackness head on. It's not like I forget that I'm a black man. No, no, no. The world will never allow me to forget that I'm a black man. But sometimes I do forget that I'm under oppression. I get distracted by sports, work, girls, drugs, alcohol. All these things that aren't readily available to me at this moment. So I'm stuck in the house with nothing but time in my hands. Looking into the mirror. Asking myself, what can I do? What can I do on a daily basis to never forget about these issues? See, I don't subscribe to victimology. Victimology is the possession of an outlook arising from or imagined or victimology is the possession of an outlook arising from real or imagined victimization that seems to glorify or indulge the state of being a victim. I don't subscribe to that, but I am a victim. I am a victim of red lighting. I am a victim of miseducation. I am a victim of discrimination. I am a victim to a white man's gun when he shoot me in the streets. I am a victim. Sometimes the distractions are what keep us sane. So as things go back to normal, let's enjoy the NBA coming back. Let's enjoy going outside again. Let's enjoy our timeline being full of memes and twerk videos. But never forget the biggest virus that plagues America. No, no, no. It's not coronavirus. No, 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 no. It's not COVID. It's racism. And it has been since the inception of this country. So, I just want people, I want people to remember what the fuck we fought for. I want people to remember why we was donated to GoFundMes. Well, I want people to remember why I was putting $25 into a bail fund. I want people to remember why the fuck I signed a hundred different petitions in the last week. I don't want people to remember why we did all this. Like, we can't let this shit just go silent again. Not this time. Shit won't change until it reach mass hysteria. Until everybody cares about this shit, until the whole world cares about this shit at one time. There will be no change. So if you're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. Y'all think I want to be here talking about this shit again? No, I don't. Like, I tried to figure out some other funny shit to talk about this week. But none of those other things seemed as important as this. None of those other things seem like it, was, it will grip your attention the way I know this was gripping your attention. All that being said, I'm going to keep it two virgins with you niggas. <laughs> I'm going to keep it two virgins. A lot of you celebrities out there looking real fucking nuts, doc. 
<laughs> a lot of y'all looking real nuts. Look, all we asked y'all to do was open your purse. Open your purse. Who the fuck cares what you niggas got to say at a time like this? That they should pell bit is so important right now. Because all we asked you to do was shut up, show up, and open your purse. I get it. You don't want to seem out of touch. You don't want to seem disconnected. I get it. But I never thought I would say this, but take a page out of Kanye's book. I never thought I would be saying this, but Kanye did it right. That nigga knew not to say a word. He knew he would look absolutely fucking nuts after just two years ago, he was running around in a MAGA hat. He knew not to post a little nut ass statement. He knew not to take a screenshot of the iPhone notes app, put it on Twitter because know what would have happened? Niggas would have found that picture of him in that MAGA hat shaking Trump's hand, posted it, quote tweeted that tweet and said, nigga, this you ain't this you. I know for a fact niggas could not hate niggas could not wait to hit Kanye with it this you tweet. Shit, I would have retweeted it too. But instead, know what Kanye did? He donated he donated two million dollars to George Floyd's daughter's college fund. Not only that, but he showed up to the Chicago protest and didn't make it about him. Niggas showed up, did his part, and dipped. Hell, take Ben and Jerry take Ben from Ben and Jerry's, for example. This nigga Ben was out there protesting and getting arrested arrested for the cause nigga is 70 years old out there getting gassed and shot by police if you think i'm ever buying hagenas again you got me fucked up nigga this right here is a ben and jerry's house now and let's say you can't be on the front lines but you want to use but you want to use your social media for good okay celebrities well listen to me look at what leslie jordan did Leslie Jordan is a 65-year-old actor who recently gained a massive follow on Instagram. Instead of putting out some generic ass statement, he allowed a black woman to use his Instagram and talk to his 4.6 million followers about Black Lives Matter and why the protests are happening. That's a fucking ally. Shit, the co-founder of Reddit resigned and he urged the board to fill his place with a black candidate. Putting a black person on the board of a big company like Reddit is something we need because the tech world is a hard place for us black people to break into. And not only that, but he pledged $1 million to Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights camp. He opened his fucking purse. He stepped back and amplified black voices. That's how you do it. Fucking John Boyega was out there in the front lines worried about whether or not he'll have a career after this. Because he know he and them Star Wars movies. And I know for a fact, at least 70% of them Star Wars white people are fucking racist. Michael Jordan, a.k.a. Mr. Republicans Buy Sneakers 2, donated $100 million to the cause. When Michael Jordan, a man who had to spoke about race issues, his whole career donates, that's a win for us. Seth Rogen donated and he was telling racist niggas to suck his dick if they had a problem with Black Lives Matter. Steve Carell donated. Shit, even the Viper Randy Orton donated. The one wrestler who I thought might have been might have been racist actually donated. Now I can fucking RKO my nephews in peace. But some of y'all just don't get it. Some of you just don't get the concept of shut up, 
show up, and open your purse. It's really not that difficult. This bitch Heather Morris, and I'm going to be honest, I did not know who the fuck Heather Morris was until a few days ago. But this bitch put out a whole interpretive dance. By the way, dance is the worst way to express emotions. Like, dance may be the worst form of expression in all the forms of expression. Like, dance is something you do when you're drunk. You're, you're having a little fun. That's not, that's not something you do to describe how you felt when you watch a man be choked out by the police. To be honest, I don't know what's worse. That video of Heather Morris or that video of that nigga crunking in front of police. To be, whichever one is worse, don't matter. Because both those people look fucking nuts. Stop dancing. Or maybe, or maybe the biggest doofus award goes to King Batch. Mr. Chipotle back himself. This man and at least one of his friends decided it was a good idea to write the names of black people who have died from police brutality on his body and rap some of the weakest bars I ever heard in my life. Dog, if I had my Rodecaster Pro, I would break down this shit bar for bar because it is weak. It is terrible. King Bash doing this shit reminds me of that Spongebob meme. It's like, how many times we got to teach you this lesson, old man? Because did he not learn the internet does not like him? This man caught strays on a random Tuesday, and he thought just because he used black suffering, we was going to be like, nah, he do be making some good points, though. No, King Batch, we don't like you. We don't like your vines. We don't like your movies. I don't like your beard. I don't like your face. I don't like you. Leave us the fuck alone, King Batch. And how can I possibly forget about Mr. Read the Room himself, Drew Brees? Drew Brees gets the ultimate Read the Room award. For some reason, he still thinks black people are protesting the flag. But for four years now, four years since the beginning of the Kaepernick kneeling, many people has come out and said, yo, it is not about the troops. It is not about the flag. It is about police brutality and systematic racism. Racism is so American that when people protest it, a big fraction of America believe that we are protesting America. I swear to God, I hope that like all the black members of the Saints offensive line just don't block for Drew Brees on week one, the first play, and just get and just get his ass blown up like Adam Sandler in the longest yard. Or it could be you it could be you white bitches out there using protests and our suffering for a backdrop on your Instagram. <laughs> I've seen so many videos, so many videos of white women showing up to the protests, taking a few pictures and then leaving. You bitches are worse than the looters. Granted, both are using a good cause for personal gain, but at least the looters are actually out there in the field. At least the looters are actually risking arrest. All you did was show up, take a couple pictures, say hi, and then dip. I think the worst video I've I seen so far is the video of the bitch. She was helping uh, the shop owner. I believe he, he might have been uh, Latino or Mexican or some shit. She was helping him, helping him in quotation marks, bore up his, his, his shop. Bitch held the drill in her hand, didn't drill, not a single drill. Took the picture, handed him back the drill. Said thank you, got in her car, and drove off. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Like a lot of what I've been seeing on the TO has been strictly has been strictly performative. It's like you know, you know when celebs get into like big trouble because like we found out that they did something. So now like they do that like apology video where they cry into the phone. Very performative. Only difference is like this shit is self-inflicted on these bitches when all they had to do was just open your purse. But I think the true winner of the biggest doofus award goes to you. Yes. Yes. You. You the listener. Every single one of you that posted that black square on Tuesday. I think that was the dumbest shit any of you could have possibly done for two reasons. I shouldn't say reasons. It's more so questions that nobody been able to answer for me yet. The first question is, number one, who organized it? Who told us that on Tuesday we're all posting a black square on Instagram? Or what I like to believe is that nobody told you that and you saw all your friends posting the black square. So you said, oh, I guess I got to post a black square now. And you didn't want to be left out because FOMO kicked in. Or two, what did it achieve? What did posting the black square on your Instagram do for the cause? Because to me, it seemed like the only purpose was to give lazy people an out. All the, all the lazy people that couldn't, that, couldn't be, that couldn't be bothered with posting the link or posting a video or donated a few dollars or showing up to a protest. All they, all they got to say is, no, I helped. Remember? Remember I helped. Remember because I posted the black square. Remember that? On Tuesday, I did that. The black square drowned out all the work that we've been doing on reporting the truth. The media has done their best to make it seem like it's nothing but rioters and looters out there. But you and I both know that there's way more peaceful protests than anything happening. But how would the other side know that when they click on Black Lives Matter, the BLM hashtag, all they see is a bunch of black squares. None of the reporting that we're doing, none of the news and awareness that we've been spreading, it's all been wiped out because you guys decided to be fucking followers. Social media has been our biggest tool against the propaganda the media has been trying to feed us. And you dipshits ruined it. Now, I did some digging myself. I learned that the Black Square idea was actually thought up by record labels. Yes, the same record labels that been profiting off the blacks for the beginning of time with many of them not being paid. Those same record labels. And I learned that the meaning of it was to show solidarity, show that we're all in this together. A good idea, just poorly executed. Just extremely poorly executed. We could have used that platform. We had everybody big posting this shit. We could have used that shit to maybe, I don't know, post the bail fund in your city, in your respective city. We could have posted the bail fund. Or maybe we could have posted a, a GoFundMe to the families of people who lost lot of to the family of people who lost family members who, to do the uh, police murderers. We could have, we could have, we could have done so many things. So many different ideas could have been done. But you niggas decided, nah, let's post a black square. You niggas are the biggest doofuses around. And I hate you niggas for that. 
I really, I really do. <laughs> like, like I've been sitting on that shit for like about I don't know. I've that was Tuesday. I recorded last week's podcast Sunday night. Dropped the podcast on Monday, so I had like about I had about a week, about six days, six days, five days to sit on this shit. But you niggas are really dumb. Like you are really dumb. You are really stupid. Like how do you post that and not do any research about where it came from? Of like who organized this? It makes me really upset that we could be fooled and something like that. Um I think here goes my most here goes the here go hot take of the podcast. Hot take of this episode. The hot take is looting is reparations. It's a crazy idea, but let me break it down for you, okay? So the founder of BET called for the government to give $14 trillion to African-American citizens for reparations. After seeing how easy it was for them to just make up money and stimulus stimulus packages during coronavirus, it could be done. Will it happen? No. (laughs) I'm calling for a different type of reparations, though. Or more radical reparations. Looting. After all the smoke has cleared, a lot of you niggas are coming up off that looting shit. People have created whole businesses off this. Motherfuckers on my timeline are still selling sneakers and, and, and fucking Nintendo Switches. So why not just loot every month? Why not just do it every month? I propose that every month we loot a company or business who have profit, who has profited off of black culture. Every month, let's just go to a different business or different or or different type of business and that, that that has made their money strictly off black culture. I'm talking sneaker stores because sneaker culture was built on the backs of blacks. I'm talking high end fashion like Gucci, Louis, Fendi, all those brands that rappers have been promoting for free for decades, and nobody have received a single advertisement dollar. I'm talking about jewelry stores. Rapper wearing jewelry, uh, jewelry. Rappers wearing chains, watches, rings, all things that are part of the culture from the beginning. Many of those famous jewels we are know about exclusively work with rappers. We deserve some of that money. We've been propping up their businesses for too long to not see a cut of that. I see the narrative going around that black people are looking for equality and not revenge. But if we but if we're not looking for revenge, let's look for financial stability. Right? If we could organize, this this is a radical idea, I get it. But if we could organize which stores we're gonna hit each month, and we did it in the name of reparations, the government would have to start listening. They will have to listen to people. I think before we looted, I think before, like this last time, we were looting under the idea of Black Lives Matter. So it fucked up what the actual piece of protest was going to do. I get it. Don't do that. But let's loot for the sake of money. <laughs> let's loot for the money that we are owed from building this country. Listen. Some of, you, some of us going to go to jail. Facts. Some of us, some of us going to go go to jail, but it's cool. 
We're going to start a jail fund, and we're going to get all you niggas out. I've seen a bunch of jail funds, so it's possible to start one. We're going to start a jail fund. We're going to get your name. We're going to write your name down on your arm when it's time to go loot. And if you get caught, you call the number that's on your arm. The number is going to be a line that we hooked up for the jail fund. We get somebody sent out to you. We get you out of jail. Like none of you niggas gonna have to none of you niggas gonna have to sit in the name of the cause. I put that on me. And realistically, we don't need everyone. We just don't. We need about a thousand looters in all the big cities across the countries. I'm talking about looters in LA, New York, Chicago, Houston, Philly, places like that. And to be honest, we only need about 100 people at different stores across those cities. We get in, we get out. And before we get out, we make sure we spray paint and we tag every location with this is reparations. Just spray paint it on the wall. This is reparations. I get it. This is a radical idea, but it's for a good cause. You niggas already looted for no reason. Why not loot for a good cause? Think about all the money we can come up off of. Like I said, I see niggas on the timeline still selling, still selling sneakers, still selling Nintendo Switches. That's black businesses. People buying it too. It's not like niggas not buying it, nigga. I hit up my homie the other day like, yo, bro, you still got an Xbox controller? Like, I'm thinking about buying shit. Everybody's buying shit. White people been stealing shit forever. We call it, they, they were saying, yeah, we got off the back of a truck. Let's do it. But let's do it in them reparations. Like, I don't see the problem with it. Like, I honestly don't see a problem with it. But, um, yeah, guys. Uh, that's pretty much all I had this week. Pretty much all I had. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you don't know. I've been scripting these episodes, so this is the third one now. I've scripted, I wrote it out. Um, I think it's better I do it this way because before I was just writing headlines and just coming freestyle, but now like it's the same thoughts I would have during the week, but instead of like just trying to remember those thoughts, I write them down and it's more of a concise. Wow, I just realized I just mansplained the idea of a teleprompter to you, and I'm sorry. I do not think you're that dumb, and I'm sorry. Truly. I cannot believe I just mansplained the idea of a teleprompter. <sighs> My iPhone is just about to die, so people who just watched this video, I did just tap the low battery thing off my phone because I'm looking at myself, and I need to see how I done my look in this camera. But uh, I know last week I said I was going to review that little Yachty album. I'm going to review the Lil Yachty album. I'm still going to do it. I'm, I've, I've been working on the script. I just, um, I just, uh, I just didn't get around to it yet because I actually want to give context to the argument I'm going to make. So I just want to give it some time. Also, next week, I don't think I've, I don't think I'll be covering a lot of news stories anymore like i never really covered a lot of news on this podcast that was never what this podcast was this podcast has always been like the idea of like me kicking shit with my friends and shit like that just me just coming up with ideas in my head and like let's go on them but now it's just me um i don't i feel like the last two weeks it's been strictly news three weeks actually has been strictly news i've i've talked about what happened in pop culture and that's it um i think that 
coming up in the next in a few following weeks, I'm going to give more um more um what I want what I want to start doing is comedians when they get on stage, those those bits aren't bits that they just rap refined just start of out of nowhere. Those are bits that they worked on refined, like sat down, wrote it out and refined. I wanna do that here, but instead of like giving you bits, I wanna give you ideas. Like like will it be funny parts? Yes. Will it be serious parts? Yes. But I wanna start doing that. Give you like ideas that I chewed on and thought of and regurgitated a whole bunch of times to a few people and actually like put it out there to the world. Um because I I I I was supposed to do mad open mics these last couple months but there's been no open mics to go to because there is no comedy clubs everything's closed there's nothing there's nothing for me to do besides for sit in the house and have these same thoughts but have nowhere to get these thoughts out even if i wasn't going to comedy clubs before i would have my my, my work friends and i would go to go to them and i'd be like hey you like this bit i came up with and then they would we'll chew on it for a while work on it and give it more funny parts tag it maybe change the punchline here and there so I don't have that anymore, so just me and my house, and I've been talking to Keisha, we just been, I gotta stop saying her name, but we've been just, you know, chewing on these ideas. Um, But yeah, I think this was a pretty good podcast. I th- I hope that you guys enjoy these podcasts, because these podcasts take a lot longer to make. A lot longer to make. Like I said, I've been writing these bitches down a lot longer to make, to make so I hope the the product and the end is better i hope you guys are enjoying it hope it's a better listening experience besides for like the last like five minutes of every episode where i just talk to you for a little bit just freeze all off the cuff because i still want to give you that vibe a little bit also i'll be trying to stretch it to the 30 minute mark i ain't got i had to tell you that but i'm being honest i'm trying to stretch it to the 30 minute mark so i can see i did a 30 minute podcast that's a personal goal of mine but um yeah okay i think i, I think i stopped stretching this shit now um broadcast pro should be back actually just i sent it let me before i get out of here before I, I didn't write this down but who the fuck came up with the idea of like if i bought something from you right and it fuck up why the fuck should i have to pay to get it sent back to you bitch you fucked up you built this you made this i didn't make this shit you made it fix it for free i was talking to my dad about this my dad was like nah like you know amazon and spoiled this because whenever amazon whenever amazon fuck up they'll pay for the shipping to get it sent back most companies don't do that and i didn't know that like i did like, y'all, y'all know my, my fucking roadcaster pro has been broke that's why i'm on this usb mic so my roadcaster pro has been broke so i sent it back to road what day was that monday monday the same day i dropped the podcast i sent it back um, when I, I it cost, first of all, cost me 80 fucking dollars in that shit back. I'm standing in line like, how much that shit cost? 80 bucks. That's way too much money just to send the machine back. So I was like, I was like, all right, whatever. But they was like, yeah, they was like, yeah, um, yeah, sometimes these joints get lost or like shit get broken in shipping. So like, you want to pay for insurance? I was like, yeah. So when they told me, so when I said, yeah, the insurance, then they told me it was 80 bucks. I was like, oh no, I'm cool off the insurance then. They was like, oh, well, 
Well, nigga said, without the insurance, it's only $60. Nigga, give me the insurance then. What the fuck is you talking about? If it was going to save me $20, I'm not going to cheap out now. Because what if y'all do break and lose my shit? Give me my full insurance on my motherfucker. I can't be having y'all out here. That's a $600 machine. You telling me I'm not going to get it insured? You got nothing coming, motherfucker. You got nothing motherfucking coming, nigga. I'm getting my shit assured. You got me fucked up, dog. That shit pisses me off. I spent 80 bucks to get that shit sent out there. The fucked up part about it is I sent it on Monday. They told me that it won't get there until this Monday. So the time you're hearing this podcast, it probably just got the road. So by the time you're hearing this, I'm probably going to be like calling road. Like, yo, did y'all get my machine? Because they said it's going to be there today. And if they say no... I'm calling UPS on my other phone like, hey, yo, Rose said they ain't got it. Talk to them niggas. And then I put my two phones together and make them niggas talk like that. Because, like, the podcast, it works this way. Like, it's it's efficient. Like, it's not, it's not broken. But it will be more, I want to add my sound back. I, wa- I miss my sound drops. I miss playing music. I miss all those things I did before. Like, I... I don't, I didn't realize how privileged I was to have that machine until after I got rid of the machine. Cause now I realize, oh, I was privileged as fuck to just own that piece of equipment. Like that's a piece of equipment that most people don't have in a repertoire when they start potting. And I just had it from the rip. So yeah, I miss it. Like it's, it's this cool on my laptop and my MacBook and cool. Nah. By the way, while, while I'm complaining about shit, maybe this, maybe this section of the other podcast at the end when I'm like done, like. Like giving you my little written spiel. I just complain about shit. I know. I know I just did a whole about. Five, six minute segment. About why looting may be good. But let me say why looting is bad. <laughs> let me let me go. Let me give you the other side. Looting is bad. Because you niggas looted Amazon trucks. And now everything I order from Amazon is late. Everything I order is late. Nothing's on time. Everything tell me that it's going to be here, but it's not here yet. Every day be like, yo, it's going to be here June 5th. June 5th come. Ain't no packages at my front door. Everything just late. I'm supposed to get a desk. I'm supposed to get an outlet, some sockets, all this cool fly shit to upgrade my little, my little area for the podcast. So, so when my role has the pro come back, I can really be a professional potter because I like this little micro arm thing. So I'm like, now nah, I'm really about to step up my game. Ain't none of this shit come yet. So now I'm just sitting around looking crazy because ain't none of my shit here. Like, Amazon is so fucked up right now that actually one of my packages came to me. But on the app, it still say it didn't come. So know what I did? I told them niggas that it didn't come and I requested a refund. Like, yo, give me my $12 back for my underwear. It came, but nah, y'all don't know that. Obviously, y'all don't know that. Like, first of all, Jeff Bezos makes too much money for my shit not to be here. That nigga is a trillionaire, and my money, st- and, and all my shit's still not here. What you, what you got all that money for? What you got all that money for, Bezos? Bezos is, Bezos is like the world's richest delivery boy. That nigga's still fucking up. Like, nigga got me fucked up. Like, I need my shit out. I, I need my shit now, Bezos. Niggas got me chopped. Anything else I can anything else I, I I cannot complain about before I get the fuck out of here? Uh no, not really. Yo, one one more thing. Um I know I know let me tell you something. I like the first half of this podcast was so organized and I spoke so well and now I'm at the end of it. And I'm like, yo, this like bro, this shit just teetered off so quickly. What happened? 
what happened was I don't have a script no more. So now I'm just like reading, like talking from the heart. Let me tell you what I'm really mad about. So, um, your boy's in the market to buy his first car. It's a big step in my life. I'm, I'm looking for my first car. I've never owned a car before. I'll be 23 years old in October, and I've never even owned a car. I don't have my license yet. But because of the situation that the world is in, I've been receiving $600 checks every week for three months now. I realized that I spent damn near about $40,000 around there, give or take, about 30000 around there. Just on dumb shit. So I'm like, oh, not 30. What's 30? 30, 30, whatever, not 30,000. That's like a too big number. But there wasn't not 30,000, 300, 30, whatever. That number, the, the lower number from 30,000. I spent a lot of money on just dumb shit. And I realized I could have bought a fucking car. $30,000 is not the number I'm looking for at all. So I, I, it's not, it's, that's not the number, guys. I'm stupid. But um, I spent a lot of money on dumb shit, and I realized, like, yo, bro, you could have bought a car. And I was like, oh, shit, I could have bought a car. But, like, literally everybody around me has, has bought cars. Like, my next-door neighbor, nigga bought a car. He bought a minivan. This nigga, first of all, nigga bought a minivan. And his reasoning from buying a minivan was, he was like, I was like, yo, bro, I see you. He was like, yeah, bro, you know my body. I was like, yeah, bro, how much that junk cost? You like 25? I was like, yeah. He was like, I was like, yeah, bro, I see you. He was like, yeah, bro, you know, you got to get the minivan. Just in case you got a fat bitch, you could take her in the backseat. I was like, okay. <laughs> All righty then. All righty. Didn't argue with him. Just said, okay, that logic checks out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That logic checks out. <laughs> Also, Cam, shout out to Cam. If I had my broke at the press, the applause, but Cam just bought the fucking uh the Chrysler. Uh, Cam just bought the Chrysler that that uh like the Bentley. Yo, remember that Drake line? He was like, remember that one time when Chrysler made that one car that looked just like the Bentley? Uh, Cam bought the Chrysler that looked like the Bentley. And I'm so proud of my guy. Nigga bought it for $2,000. So I'm like, nah, bro. I'm about to get a nice little car for two racks. Ain't no more nice cars for two racks. He bought a nice, like, 2000 my, my neighbor bought a nice, like, 2009 minivan, 25. Cam bought a nice 2010 Chrysler 300 that went in, like, the, the, the Bentley for fucking... 2000 and everything i see is just yeah bro you can get this 03 volvo for for 1700 i don't want an 03 volvo i really want like something like some big shit you gotta hop down out of like you know what i'm saying i want some big shit you mean big shit boy i want some i want some shit like bitches see it you know what i'm saying they be like oh my god dom i can't even get in can you help me get up yeah then i got push them up by their butt cheeks to get in the car that's sexual that's the that that might be sexual assault so maybe i shouldn't maybe i shouldn't do that yeah, they yeah they didn't ask for that. That's sexual. So I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys want to hear my apology podcast, please? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm done. I'm not done yet. All I, that, that go to say, um, for all you motherfuckers who've been at home collecting checks like me, stop spending your checks on bullshit and spend spend your checks on something. Actually, like you going to use. Like I bought a MacBook. You know, I bought a mic arm. I bought shit that I'm actually going to use is to help this business. I spent money on on these T-shirts, these Who House T-shirts. I spent money on designs for the podcast. I spent money on things I actually need. So I haven't just spent all my money on complete bullshit. But I think it's time for me to get a car because that would just open up a, a a new world. It's a whole new world of opportunity. Shout out to Aladdin. So. All you niggas that that's that's getting these checks, do something with that money and don't just waste it. But um, yeah, guys, now I'm done. Now I'm done.
this has been another episode of the Listen to This Way Shit Podcast, the home of Potty Mouse, the fastest growing podcast in history of podcasts. Do not Google that. That is a fact, though. Who you going to believe, me or Google? It has been me, your host, Dom Sharp. And it's two things in this world that every human has, opinions and assholes. I so happen to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening to this long-ass rant I just did at the end of it. But I love you. My phone's ringing. Fuck. Well, thank you for listening to that whole podcast. You are appreciated. You are a gem. And I love you. And if you made it through that whole podcast, do me one more favor. Well, actually, three more favors. Go over to my Instagram page at listen to this while you shit. Give us a follow. Go over to our Twitter page. Listen and shit. Give us a follow. And if you had the time left over, if you only if you had the time, go over to our Apple podcast page and leave us a rating review. Tell us why you like the podcast or why you hate the podcast. Either way, I want to know. Give us a one star or five star. You let us know and tell me why so I can improve based off your review and I can get better. Only way I'm ever going to get better if you tell me why I suck. So thanks for listening.